Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Ray. And today, I want y'all to welcome to the show a husband, a father, the author of the Shelley's Adventures book collection, an entrepreneur, an Eastside Ram alumni, a former University of New Orleans privateer basketball player, and my big cousin, Kentrell Martin. How you doing? Doing all right, doing all right. Thank you for having me on, man. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, sir. I had to do this here. I say, man, I got to get cousin on there, man. I, <laughs> I got to do that. No, I appreciate yeah. it. Definitely appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well, man, we're going to jump right into it, man. Um, the first question that I usually like to ask is, uh, what was your relationship like with your dad? Um, I, uh, that, that's a, uh, <laughs> I didn't have like a, like growing up, you know, my dad was there, like, you know, elementary school, but then, yeah. you know, my mom and my dad got a divorce and then, you know, probably from middle school to high school, you know, we had, you know, talks and interactions in between, but, you know, it wasn't much after, you know, uh, yeah. between that period. Yeah. And would you say that's something that affected you um, growing up, you know, just not having that, having that, um, that male, well, did you have any other male role models there for you? Uh, um, I did. Uh, of course, you know, in the sense of, I mean, every kid, especially male, you know, you want your father there, you know, in the sense yeah. of, of that, you know, so, but I did have, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a, um, uh, uh, a male, you know, role model. Um, just growing up in sports, um, I met him. He was pretty much a coach, and you know, yeah. he just been somebody who's from when I first started playing sports at eight. You know, that's that's been there. So you know, I, I have been fortunate enough to have whether it was coaches and different people like that. You know, that I that I could male figures that you know I could talk to in those times. Um, so so that. That was a blessing in the sense because I know a lot of people, you know, don't have that. You know, it, it's either you know the father or nobody. You know, so yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I was fortunate enough um, with that. Yeah, and I see, and that's something that I think we got to talk about more, um, because I know a lot of us didn't grow up with our fathers. And one thing I like to say, you know, when I when I see young guys that might not be fathers or either e even older guys like that might not they might not have children of their own or you might have children but you take other people's children in you know as your own and that's something that i think our community has to get back to because unfortunately yeah there might be dads that might not be there for their children but that doesn't mean that that child has to grow up necessarily fatherless like especially right, you know right. i mean you grow up with you might grow up like you say without your biological dad but i think in our community we got to get back to you know if i live in the neighborhood say my next door neighbor's child doesn't have a father figure in the home and we just so happen to know each other and i'm there i should be able to take that child in you know and i think that's something we got to get back to Oh, I, I definitely, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I, and I think it starts with us, like, you know, like around my age and, you know, down it just, you know, like for me, 
Like my personal experience and what I see is like the the older men back when I was a kid, they're different than the men that are my age now. You know what I'm saying? It's like like it's not many men that, you know, for me, like with my kid, I can, you know, we want them following them on social media and different stuff like that because yeah. it's like it's not that that image that I want you know versus the guys who were older. And it could just be me and just people that the men I knew is just like whatever they were doing, I didn't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? So all I saw was positive out of them, you know. Yeah. It wasn't just out there just, you know, whether <laughs> it's coming to social media or whatever and acting that way. And it's like, you know, I think sometimes as people we take it for granted, you know, the presence of social media, you know, it's like people will add kids, you know, teenagers, you know, younger people to their social media, but then be like, I'm grown, but at the same time, you have people who are looking at everything you do, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm grown, I'm super grown, but there's certain stuff I won't post because I know just in general, there's people looking at that, you know, and it's like, if I'm, if I call myself a leader and want to be that leader type, I yeah. can't be displaying that image, but then turn right around and tell the kid what they shouldn't be doing, you know, All so, right. yeah, right. I, I think that's a big, you know, thing right now that's, in my opinion, that like I hate seeing it, you know, it's like, it's like man, you know, you all add all these kids to your pages, but then, you know, yeah. it's like, I mean, you're growing, you can do what you want, but you can't say I'm a model, a role model, but at the same time, you know, because it's in mixed signals and, and kids are kids. We, we can't expect yeah. them to think like adults when they're, you know, teenagers and, and younger, you know? Straight up. And, and, and one thing that I really love about these kids nowadays Man, they ain't got no problem with telling you about yourself. <laughs> you know, if they see you out here, you know, you, like you say, on social media, you doing this, you doing that, and then you go and try and deal with some of these kids, they'll tell you straight up. Yeah. In face, like, bro, who you, I mean, who you talking to? Like, right. I mean, look at what you do. And, and they, and we'll get mad with them, but they have every right, and they should tell us about ourselves if we, if we claim to be one thing and we put ourselves out there to be that that role model for these kids and we call ourselves trying to deal with them you know right. and one thing I, I know for sure what these kids will tell you they ain't got no problem right and, and we and we'll get offended be like you know disrespect this and that but if you flip the script we didn't have those those people weren't we, we couldn't do the same like they weren't yeah. doing it in front of us it's like you know but we expect them to you know be this, you know, respectful and all this, but it's like, it's not, it, it, it just doesn't, the, the way we go about it is it the way it used to be, you know? That's real, man. That's real. So, yeah, man, that's, uh, uh, for anybody out there listening, you know, if you if you know a child, you know, a young man that you see that's growing up without any guidance, Man, take that young man up under your wing and show him the way because he might he might only be doing what he knows, you know, or he might only be doing what he sees. So if you see a young man going down the wrong way, I guarantee if you go to that young man humbly and and really talk with him and get to know him, man, I and I know this from experience, literally, you know, a lot of young men, they told me from their own mouths, you know, that they want that. But they just ain't trying to follow anybody, you know. They're just coming right, to right. their life because they feel like, man, you gonna let me down like my daddy did, you know, or let me down like my uncle, whoever the case may be. But uh, 
yeah, man, I think that's something very important that we got to get back to. And to to add to that real quick before you leave, and I think as adults, as men, you got to want to do it. You know, it's like, you know, I see a lot of people doing sports-related things like that. It's, it's, it's alternative, you know, that they have motives behind it, like versus, you know, this one kid is really good, you know, they're going to be good, this and that, versus another kid may not even play sports and, right. you know, maybe going on a bad path, but you're not going to put forth that effort because there's nothing in, in it for you, you know. So, so I think, too, like comparing the, you know, generations, I think when people did it before, they did it out, out their heart, you know, that they wanted to help people. Now, I, just for me personally, what I see a lot of times is, it's usually like what's in it for me, you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it relates back to you individually versus, you know, you just going out your way to do it. I'm not saying I don't see anybody doing it because there, I do see people out there that sure. actually, you know, you can see they really care for the kids. It's just that I see, a lot, in my opinion, a lot of people who try to make it seem like they're paying forth the effort, but the effort that they're doing, it, it, it seems to be motors behind it. That's real. That's real. I wanted to ask you this, man, you know, so now that you're a father yourself, how has fatherhood changed you, you know, now that you've had kids and you've had the experiences that you uh, had throughout your life, how has you now having chick, like when you had your first child, you know, and you knew like, dang, I'm finna have my first child, like what ran through your mind? Uh, I mean, it was, you know, it, it was, I guess, it was, I'm not gonna say scary, but it was like, you know, it really don't hit you until you see the kids, like, man, like, you know, this kid is part of me, you know what I'm saying? And, but but just, I mean, it, it just changes perspective on life. You're no longer living for yourself, you know? It's like, you make foolish decisions when it's just you, you know, and only you have to deal with that. But once you have that family, like, everything you do now affects them, you know? So yeah. it's like, you know, being foolish or doing anything, it, it's gonna have an effect. On, on your on your family, and, you know, for me, it was that, you know, you know, I, I had those mentors, so I looked up to them, like, they were my heroes, like, you know, sports people are cool, but you don't know them personally, but when you see people that are, you know, genuinely, that you just see their care, and they seem to be, you know, doing good in life, and just have that kindness in them, it's like, I want my kids to look at me like that, you know what I'm saying, I want them to know me as the dad, as, you know what I'm saying, like, beyond dead, like, I'm their superhero, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so I just wanted to, you know, once I had kids, for them to look at me in that light of, you know, understand that I'm human, but at the end of the day, you, you don't have to look for somebody else for something that I can provide, you know, as long as I can provide that guidance and just being there for you, you know, that that's, that's what I wanted, you know? That's real. And how old were you got? Two sons, right? Yes. Two uh, sons. And how old? Um, got one just turned 13 and then I got a nine-year-old. Okay, so you hit the teenage years. <laughs> so if you could give me any advice, I mean, I got, my oldest is seven. So, but I mean, I got two girls and a boy, you know, my son ain't nothing but four. But like going into those years, like what changes did you see? I mean, like as far as what they call the uh, tween years, like, what can I expect as, you know, a father? Because, I, I, man, that time is coming fast. <laughs> man, it, it does come fast. Um, I really I really can't tell you really what to expect because I, yeah. I think, like, and it's, you know, 
And as you, I'm pretty sure you see with your kids in general, it's just like the kids have their own personality. So it's yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> even the one that's nine now, like what he wants from me versus the one who's 13 now, when he was nine, what he wanted from me was completely different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like one wanted me, you know, to be at the court and always playing. The other one wants me to get on the computer and show him coding. He don't want to yeah. go out. Like he really don't care about getting on the court. So it's like, you know, it's just, really listening to him and you know just trying for me it's balancing that time between the two and just trying yeah. to you know be there and you know whatever they're asking for trying you know to be there to participate with them yeah now you said something interesting right there Oh, uh, do you think like what's your what are your thoughts on parents trying to force their kids into sports <laughs> Uh, or, and, and not even not even forcing sometimes, but like almost. I guess you could say forcing yeah, times, but you put yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 super against it, you know, because the one thing about sports and anybody you know that has played sports knows, like on the youth level, it's cute, you know, and you can score your points and touchdowns. But as a kid is getting older, either they're gonna like it or they're not. And the last thing you want to do is force anybody, especially a kid, into doing something that they really don't want to do. And the one thing about sports is when your heart isn't in it and you're doing it because you're being forced to, you're not going to get much out of it because you, you already don't care about it. And now yeah. you're being forced to do it, you know. So 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 you, you just really wasting time, you know what I'm saying? You're wasting the coach's time. You're wasting your time. I mean, the parents, I understand the parents want to be into it, but it's like, yeah. at the end of the day, for us to be successful in life, no matter what it is, it, it's going to be in things that we like doing, or we're going to put that effort and that energy into it. And when we're forced to do anything that we don't want to do, we, we're not going to put our heart and energy into it at, at the yeah. end of the day. You know, and so like like my, my nine-year-old, he's probably five three like he's tall like yeah. he, he he's big like you know like no doubt you know most people like you don't play basketball but he he's a he's a techie you know what i'm saying but when when, when he asked me when he want to play then i go out like my youngest i wanted him to play basketball but originally yeah. my old he really wasn't into basketball at first it was all football but you want to go to court nah i want to play catch football but you yeah. know so i didn't really until I think he was probably like seven when he really started asking me to go to the court. That's when, you know, I did it. But I, I'm just, I, I, I'm against forcing kids into doing anything that, that, they, that they're not asking to do or that they don't want to do. That's real. That's real, man. Uh, I want you to talk about this, man. Um, so you started a... You started the Shelley's Adventures. What made you go into that? What what gave you the idea? What gave you that that spark and made you want to do that? Uh, well, um, as some people may know, well, most people probably know. You know, I got a deaf brother, so uh, it wasn't planned or anything like that. But um, just when when I was graduating college, my senior year, you know, my my, my brother who's deaf, he had he had his first child. So you know, I when I used to come home, you know, whether it's summers or whatever breaks, you know, I used to spend a lot of time with her and um, just one day really watching a cartoon and saw a cartoon that incorporated sign language, character using one sign. And yeah. you know, from there, my mind went, well, I was like, you know, it'd be cool if there was a cartoon that, that incorporated sign language, you know, 
so I started researching animation and, and then I started writing animation script and then you know uh, me and my wife my wife you know she uh, suggested you know maybe maybe you should try to write books first to build an audience and then come back to the cartoon and then just from there it just was a problem like it just turned into something that I, I never planned you know it, I definitely, I get that a lot. Like, what made you get into writing books? I yeah. never planned to write books. Like, that, that was never a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Because, what, you, how many, how many countries you are you in now? Uh, three. 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 Yeah. Man, that boy done went worldwide, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, man, like, every time I see you posting something like that, you know, whether you in New York or wherever, Cali, I'm like, man, Cuzzo really going all in, you know, because I can remember what you started that, what that was maybe 2013-ish? Yeah, I, I published the first book in 13. Yeah, I, I remember that. I published the first book in 13, and then I left my job in 15 to do yeah. it full time. Okay. Well, uh, tell me about that experience, about uh, just going all in, leaving the job and stuff. Uh, well, you know, I published the books in 13, and then originally, like, I wasn't doing school business. I just was doing big book festivals, so I was going to big book festivals all across the country, and then um, the Lower Park Zoo in Tampa, um, they allowed me to come in on weekends to pretty much set up a booth and sell my books and stuff, and so I was doing that, like, on the weekends, so I pretty much was working seven days a week, and, you know, and it just got to the point where, you know, it was like the boys are getting older, and it's like, you know, I got to make a decision. I can't, you know, spend all this time, you know, doing either I'm going to be all in or, you know, I'm going to just have to cut something back. And, you know, I talked to the wife, like, you know, this this what I'm planning to do it. And then, uh, you know, I did it in the summer 2015, yeah. uh, June 26th. I, yeah. I was like, I want to do it in the summer so I can spend, you know, some time with them in the summer before school started back, before I, I hit the ground running. And, you know, that. I mean, my my only regret is not doing it earlier, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it That's turned real. out, it turned out, you know, good. So. That's real, man. This man right here is a true inspiration, dog. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, like, how important do you think it is for black children to see black characters in books? Because, um, maybe some years ago, I remember my pastor started going around to some barbershops and he started wanting to put some books with black characters inside of the barbershop so that when kids go to these barbershops you know there could be there could be books and I think he I think he talked with you about that I think he contacted you around that time when he was uh trying to do that and like can you talk about that like how important it is for black children to see those black characters in books Oh man, it's 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 huge. Um, I tell people all the time, imagery is everything, you know. So, so when when you see yourself in something, you know, it it, it can inspire you because you know, growing up, you know, everything we see, we rarely see blacks, you know, in, in, in that positive sense, you know, besides yeah. sports and entertainment. So imagery is is everything, you know, and I. And, you know, the Shelley started out with the sign language and, you know, that's the ultimate goal with bridging the gap um, and introducing it. But as I started to, you know, go around the country and everything, man, like 
the reception, and not only for blacks, just all races, because, you know, I can't tell you how many schools I've been to where the little black kid, when I don't walk in, and they're like, you know, they introduce me, and they're like, you the author? I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, and you got the little <laughs> kid, with like, you look just like me, and you know, yeah. but we don't see that, you know, so, That's so we, we're not seeing representation come to schools and things like that, so many times when we grow up, and, and, and we see it in adults right now, like, you may not be amazed, but I'm talking to somebody else. People be amazed, like you talking to certain stuff, and it's like they're looking at you crazy because it's almost like adults think it's certain things not possible because yeah. of you know what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> man, he talking crazy. You know, it's like anything. You know, I may mention. You know, like I dream big and everything I do, I do it on a bigger level. So it's like when you talking about certain stuff, sometimes like, and that's why I say from kids to adults, sometimes we mentally. Get, get this stronghold on our mind to think that we can't accomplish certain stuff. So while it may be, you know, if some uh, besides sports and entertainment, we may think, oh, okay, that's, that's lucky, uh, you know, things like that. But, you know, that, that's just ingrained stuff. And, you know, it's, as kids and even white, you know, white kids or any other race, you know, when I go into places and they see that, you know, it's, it, there's been times where I visited schools where I went without shaving my beard or doing nothing because, when I walked in, I wanted them, you know, and after I present, I want them to see me as, you know, as a black man. And, you know, if they see somebody else who look like me to understand that you shouldn't judge them because you never know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we live, we live in a very judgmental world right now. You know, <laughs> somebody real. walked by wearing certain stuff or looking a certain way, we automatically judge them, but we don't know nothing about them. You know? That's real. And so, and so for me, it's always been reaching the kids because they're the next generation. So if I can go into these schools and be this representation to these kids, you know, I know I can't touch everybody, but as those kids grow up, they can remember that. So when, when they're off and whatever they're doing in life and they run across somebody black and certain stuff, maybe they'll look back and think about when they were younger and, you know, before they judge somebody based off the color of their skin or, or the way they're looking and they may, you know, get them that respect though. Okay, this person may, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, everybody deserves respect. There, there's no job title that deserves more respect than another. That's real. That's real, man. And like you say, you know, even me, when I was growing up, you know, I can think about like, how many times I seen, you know, like I ain't really, like you said, I, all I really knew was, you know, sports, rapping. It was like, that was it for me and as I got older and I started meeting other people and I was like, dang, you know, like it's black people doing all type of stuff, you know? But but it, it's sad, you know, that we don't have that representation like when it comes to books, uh, when it comes to cartoons, uh, you know, the big thing now people talking about, you don't really see too many of the superheroes like that and, you know, it's like, it's not something that you see too much, even when it comes to teachers, you know, and this is right. something that I talk about because I, every time I see that, that, that question on social media, like how many black teachers did you have throughout your career? And right. I'm like, shoot, well, I'll, especially like when they, well, when they say black male teachers, I think I had one that was, oh, uh, one in 11th grade, maybe. And, yeah, I had one in 11th grade, and well, I had two in 11th grade, my math and my history teacher. But outside of that, bro, I ain't never had one. I mean, besides a substitute teacher. <laughs> right, right. Like, for real. 
And I just think it's important, even in that sense, you know, like, that's why I always commend guys. Um, you know, Brian Turner, you know, Brian Turner. Yeah. I'm always talking, whenever I talk with BT, it's just like, I love talking with bro. And I remember I was talking with him and he was like, and he, he was telling me how it's like a big thing where people look at him and he tell people that he's a science teacher. And they're like, science teacher? <laughs> I thought you were like, so you don't do like PE? Or, right, right. You know, and he's like, it, like he, he, it was a big thing for him to not be a PE teacher because he was like, that's how they're stereotyped in that, in that career. It's like, you either a PE teacher, you know, and really that's about it. You know, like you don't see the science teachers and history teachers. So he was like, when they see a black science teacher, it's like, oh shoot, like this man, like, and, and he know what he talking about, you know? Right. And he got swag. I'm like, okay, I like that. I, okay, so I, 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 that's why I think it's so important even what, what you're doing, you know, black authors, you know, black authors that put these characters in these books for these children. And then on your thing is, you got the black character on top of the sign language. So that's like, that's out there, bro. Like, I love it, bro. Man, listen, when I first started writing, I went to an event. And uh, this was before I did the, like, I, I wrote a book in 2007, but it was like, I was just getting started. I didn't really know what I was doing. But, you know, I went to an event, and um, this editor, you know, from Big Children's Book um, Company, and she pretty much said that, you know, children's books with black characters on the front don't sell. And, you know, and me, like, I've always been a, I want to do what people say can't be done or not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, I'm like, oh, well, all my characters, like, I'm, it's going to be strictly, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but at the same time, you know, my books aren't strictly for only black kids, it's for yeah. everybody, but it's that representation. <laughs> at the end of the day, when you see a character, a white character on the front, you don't think it's only for white kids, you know, it's Straight a book, up. you know what I'm saying? So, Straight I mean, up. I mean, it's, uh, I think, I'm not 100% on the stats, but I know the last time I checked, I think it's like 3.5% of all children's books got black, only that got black characters, you know what I'm saying, on the front, you know, and, and it's sad, you know, it's like just mentally, and, and it's like on all races, those type <laughs> things, as I say, it translates to adulthood because you, you automatically go to assume uh where you're smart to be black or different stuff. Why, why you say that? Because you haven't met too many you haven't seen the face of people that are, are, are smart that are black because it's not it's not you know what I'm saying talked about and things like that. So that's real. So representation is visual res representation is huge, man. Like psychologically, it it has its toll on on, on the human race. That's real. That's real, man. So you did um did you ever decide on if you were gonna do the doll for Shelley's or not? All right, so uh, well, well, I'll probably be announcing uh, next week. But uh, I mean, I, I have another company um, that I partner up with someone that, that I'm launching. A, uh, we, we're launching a, another company, um, so we, we're just trying to yeah. legitimize a few <laughs> things and get some yeah. things right. But you know, that representation, everything we were talking about, yeah. <laughs> it's something in the works for uh, right. global. Like it, it's it, it's big, what we try to write. So. So hopefully, you know, with a few things, we're waiting on, you know, a couple of things to come through before we, you know, we we, we speak on it. But yeah, <laughs> I got a big project coming. New okay. company, new company yeah. coming uh, with that. So okay, 
Hey, trust me, I got my eyes locked on it, boy. <laughs> I'm waiting because whatever it's gonna be, my baby's needed. You know, uh, I, you know it. It's like you say, uh, even when it comes to the dogs. <clears throat> now, this ain't really something that really hit me. Probably until my oldest daughter was around three, and I started realizing, like, man, I ain't bought my baby. Like, I want her to have more black dogs. Like. I want her to just be able to see that because she was so in love with the whole frozen thing. And so I'm like, okay, I mean, that's fine. That's cool. But, and I think it hit me one day when she, she was like, daddy Elsa hair is so pretty. I was like, I mean, yeah. I was like, but your hair pretty too. I say your hair way prettier than Elsa, you know? And I just, I'm like, man, bump Elsa. Like, baby, I, I, I think you look better than Elsa. I think your hair is much better than Elsa's. Like, you don't have to, cause she, I think she told me she wanted to get her hair like, like she wish she had hair like Elsa. I'm like, why you wish that? Like, like, do you not think that your, your hair is beautiful? Like, and just right then it hit me. I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I got to go ahead and nip this thing in the bud. You know, like we ain't gonna do this. We ain't gonna, <laughs> I can't let this happen. Not, not with mine. So. You know, I started giving her these these different dolls, and I took them in Walmart maybe a couple about about a month ago, and you know, I, I told you know pick out a doll. So my daughter, she's looking at my oldest, she's looking at all the dolls, and she ran across one that had the uh, the little skin thing, uh, vertiligo, or the however uh -huh. you said, and she was like, "Ooh, daddy, I really like this one." But she was like, "What's wrong with her skin?" I was like, "Ain't nothing wrong with her skin." She just got different skin than you. It just looked different. And I'm like, but she just a regular old person. And she was like, so she's sick? I'm like, no, she ain't sick. Like, she just got different looking skin. Right. I'm like, she's beautiful, right? She was like, yeah, she's really pretty. I'm going to get this one. I was like, yeah, do that. Like, do that. And so, you know, I went on Google and started showing her people with it. And I'm like, it's a normal thing, you know, and really just trying to, to let her see that just be – just because you might not see this type of stuff on Disney, that don't mean that it ain't beautiful. You know, and started showing her all these pictures. Cause she would say, well daddy, I wish, you know, that I could be like Elsa cause she has blue eyes. I say black people got blue eyes too. <laughs> you know, right. and it's just all of these things that she see on TV. And I say, man, you know, we just gotta, we gotta really be careful with stuff like that. And. Like when I seen you post that stuff about that dog, I'm like, oh, I hope Cuzzo do that. I can't wait. I'm be, I got to get one. Hey, trust me, Cuzzo. We got something big coming, man. It yeah. is. It's, it's, so, so, I got something for you. Need got that. something for you. So. But yeah, that. man, it, it, it is big, man. It's you know, I can't tell you how many times my wife can tell you, you know, like when I done visited schools, and it kind of goes back to when you were talking about like just the male figures with different things. You know, I done been to schools where Maybe a kid, you know, a little black kid that's acting out little different things like that. And, you know, I notice them and, you know, ask the teacher, you know, once I'm done, let me talk to them different things. And they hold the mini chains. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm going to give you some books, you know, whatever, but I need you to straighten up with different things like this. And just, you know, and I got emails from teachers who were just like, you know, whatever you said to this kid, you know, thank you so much. Like his attitude is changing. And it's like, yeah. Kids, man, sometimes they just need that one little thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we, we we put so much expectation on kids without them being told the right way, and we get mad sometimes. When, 
when they haven't been taught the right way and we're mad that they're not doing it the right way. It's like, yeah. you can't fault them, you know what I'm saying? It's just, we fall into the bad category when you go, we go so long through life and you hit that 18, now you're a duck. They don't care what you haven't been taught. You know what I'm saying? Really they they, they, they going to punish you for whatever <laughs> you've really been taught, whatever. Now, now you're a duck. So it's like many times, and that, like you said, like that need for just those positive figures, those role models, just people like that. Because sometimes it, it's just being a kids. I mean, adults need people to talk to. It's like, we we right. see adults. Just like, I'm talking over it. I need somebody <laughs> to talk to. But then when a kid, we, 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 we brush it off. But we, we give them less leeway than we give adults. You know what All I'm saying? Right. That's real. So, so you know that that that's definitely you know, I think if we want to turn the way th- turn around the way things are going and things like that, that that's a huge need, you know. That's real. That's real. I wanted to ask you, uh, how do you balance like you know your business that you run in? How do you balance business? Uh, you got to get that time to your wife. <laughs> you gotta give, and then you gotta give your time to your your children. You know, like, and not just them together, but them individually. So you you balancing, you know, time for yourself, your business, your wife, and two sons, and then all the other stuff that you have going on. You know, just family members and just your own regular old life. How do you balance all that, bro? Uh, man, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. Uh, I actually started the blog, and uh, me and my wife, we're we going to continue it, probably, you know, get back to it in the next month or two, but it was a, from the mommy side and the daddy side, you know what I'm saying, like a blog with Jess, you know, and it's it's tough, but, you know, you just have to, for me, it's prioritizing, you know what I'm saying, like, finding that balance between work and then with them, but, like, many times, like, most times, people be like, well, you always on the go. You, you know, are you ever home and stuff? But people don't realize there's times where I've been going out of Miami. I drive, wake up at two in the morning, drive out of my, drive down to Miami, and come right back to get to their practice just because, you know what I'm saying? But people yeah. don't know that, you know what I'm saying? I, I done drove straight back from Virginia to, to get yeah. to a game the next day to spend time. But it's like certain sacrifices, you know. Certain, sometimes, you know, if I know I got a lot of work to do, then, you know, I either get up super early or I'm going to have to stay up late. But, you know, I try not to take time away from the family because, you know, we, we only get them 24 hours, you know. So it's something got to give. At the end of the day, you, you can't give equal time to every single thing. So it's yeah. it's prioritizing just different things. You know, it may be days where, you know. But the kids understand, I think, like me and my wife, one of the benefits we have, we, you know, like with what she do and with me, like I, my well, now both of them are homeschooled working from home but the oldest like I'll take him with me sometimes like when I go out of state or out of town but he can understand my work so you know so it's not like I'm just telling him I'm busy and then just saying that like he's actually been able to see what I do so you know it's tough it's definitely tough you know so some days if I got big deadlines you know I let him know you know I got it coming up and it's just being transparent you know it's like you know I got to do this for the next couple hours but you know Tomorrow, you know, I'll get more time in and do this. But, you know, just throughout the week, for for a full day, it's hard to just say what you're going to do. But for a full week, you know, it's just prioritizing, you know. That's real. That's real. And uh, <clears throat> like you say, that's something that I'm still working on, you know, just being able to balance, you know, my time. Because that's something that's very important. But 
one thing you said that was very important in there was that transparency. Man, I think a lot of times um, when it comes to marriage, especially marriage, I think some some men feel like, well, I ain't got to communicate everything to my wife. Like I ain't, I, like, I ain't got, she ain't got to be keeping towels on me. And I'm like, man, you, why well, I don't know where you get that from. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and then they wonder why things be messed up, you know, because if you're not, I just, and, and I'm still learning this stuff, bro. Like literally still learning. Like you got to communicate everything, you know, even when it comes down to me, me doing these podcasts, you know, like earlier today, I went in and did some work at the job. I'm like, shoot, I'm going to go get some hours real quick. Boom. I'm going to come home. I'm going to try to take a quick nap. I know I got the podcast at six. I'm like, okay, boom. Right after this, I know I got to go spend some time because I've been running today. Like, I, right. and I know that. Like, and I understand that. And if I don't do that, I can expect that I, nothing might not be said today and nothing might not be said tomorrow. But that thing might linger on until next weekend. And then, you know, your wife be mad and you wondering, like, hey, why she, why she tripping? <laughs> like, but, you know, ain't neither person ain't saying nothing. You know, and right. I just think you got to, you always just got to keep everything out in the front. You know, like, hey, I got this coming up. I got this going on, you know, boom. After this, we can go over here. And you just got to really, like you say, prioritize things. Because if not, man, yo, well, family <laughs> life will be in shambles. And it's crazy. You know, I may get requests for different things. And I'm like, you know, that sounds good, but let me get back with you. Let me check my wife's schedule just, you know what I'm saying, before I commit certain stuff. And it's kind of like looking like, commit, like time. Like, it's like, we we, yeah. we, we have like, it's a kind of, it's time. Like my, my time isn't more important than hers. You know, if she has something yeah. really big, you know, coming up, then I have to push something I got back. You know, our schedules have to work with each other. We have to do that. But like yeah. you said, if you're not transparent, it just leaves the, the door open for so much confusion and and just more negative than positive things, you know? That's real. How long have y'all been married? Uh, we've been married 12 years. Ooh, that boy had 12. <laughs> yeah. 12 years, <laughs> man. So. How has that been? Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's good, man. She, she might, you know, my life partner in the sense for y'all, just the, you know, the spouse aspect. Like, she's my best friend in the sense of, like, most people look at it as great. Like, we have business meetings. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's yeah. an entrepreneur as well. So, you know, we may say, okay, tonight, like you say, tomorrow, what's your schedule look like? Uh, we need to sit down and have a business meeting. And, you know, we get to discuss business. Like, I talk about, you know, things I may need working on. She talk about things she got going on. You know, then maybe talk about the family. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the communication aspect. We, you know, we, we, we talk about everything, you know. So, it's that that understanding at the same time, you know, so she, she may have four calls back to back for the next four hours or something, you know, and it's like, I'm gonna need you to get the kid, I'm doing this, you know, it's not like, well, well I got these meetings to do, I got this work to do too, it's like, it, yeah. it's that balance, so, you know, it, it, it's good, you know, we, we're on the same page, and I think, you know, a lot of times with relationships and marriages, uh, the opposites do attract, but that communication and that Expect, expect to see of each other have to match as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I know what I can get from her. She knows what she can get from me. 
in terms of anything, you know, whether when to talk to me, you know, if I'm having a mood, I'm doing bad yeah. times, same thing with her, you know, it's just being a beyond just, the, you know, the, the, the love aspect of it, intimacy, you know what I'm saying, but just being that life partner in the sense of being able to talk to you, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, as you know, you know, when you come to that family, you're not out and about, and, you know, when you have some some deep stuff to talk to, you know what I'm saying, like, if you can't talk to your spouse about it, it's like, that. that's that's who you, you know, that's who you're committed to, and, you know, you envision yourself with for life, so if yeah. you can't talk to them, like, I don't see how you'd be comfortable talking outside the people who, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, so that's just real. me, you know what I'm saying, so, so like we're very tight knit, you know, just in the house, and you know, even with the kids, we just have adult conversations, you know, whether it's on race, you know, business or anything, you know, it's like we everything is open, you know, and, and you know, we give tough love, you know. She's my biggest critic and her biggest critic besides yes, ourselves, sir. you know, like yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of, of yes men or yes women, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. You may hurt my feelings, but I yeah. want to know the truth if I come yeah. with a business idea, you know what I'm saying? So it's time that we both may, you know, get that harsh, you know what I'm saying? Not what we want to hear, but then it's like, you know it's coming from a good place. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We, we both want to succeed in what we do, so it's not like we're trying to sabotage each other or something like that, you know? So, yeah. So, so that's cool. Man, and, and, and that's so real. Boy, sometimes when my wife be to hurt my feelings, bro, <laughs> she'll tell me about myself, bro, and I'd be like, dang, like, why you, dang, bro, so it's like that, you know, but <laughs> it, it just only be real, you know, and once I get get my, my put my feelings aside, you know, I'm just like, nah, that's real, though, you know, like, I can work on that, you know, I can, you know, or I do be like this, and, and I'm going to try to be better in that area, you know, and is you need a partner like that. Men out there, if y'all are listening, if you ain't married, get you a woman that's gonna be real with you. You know, don't don't have don't please don't get you a woman that's gonna tell you everything you want to hear. That 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 that's gonna that's gonna tickle your tickle your ears. Dude, do not do that, man. You don't need that in your life. You need a woman that's gonna be at the house that's gonna tell you straight up, bro. You tripping, and you need to get right. You know, be better, like. <laughs> Straight up, because if you if you don't have, I just be looking at it this way. Sometimes I don't expect for people outside my house to be real with me. I expect. I mean, that's just it is what it is. People gonna be fake, you know. People gonna. That's just how it is. Right. I don't need that inside my house. <clears throat> I need everything inside my house to be one hundred percent real, you know. Because if, if if not, like I always know, whatever coming out of my house, that's what's real. You know, and my wife, then she ain't got no problem. And she gonna tell me straight up, like, and like you say, well, that thing will hurt your feelings, bro. You know, <laughs> boy, that thing where it really hurt your feelings. I'm like, dang, you know, and I be in my feelings for a couple of days sometimes, you know, but I always consider what she says. And if it's real, all I can do is look within and say, no, nah, I mean, she only telling you what's right and try and do whatever I got to do to fix that thing. You know, and I and we got and I gotta be the same way with her and tell her straight up, you know, and like you say, it ain't no hard feelings in that. You know, right. but but we gotta be real with each other because outside your house, people ain't gonna always be real with you. You can't even expect that. Not at all. And like, yeah, I mean, I've been telling my son since he was young, and I've always dealt with this. If if there's no room for improvement, then something's wrong. Like 
Yeah. And no matter what you're doing in life, we should be striving to get better. You know what I'm saying? So if someone's always saying, oh, this is great, this is that, something's wrong because yeah. there's never a person, you know what I'm saying? Like there's always something that can be worked on. And it's like, you don't want to get complacent in life and say, oh, well, so-and-so say I'm good with this. And, you know, I'm, I don't need to work on it. It's like we we all have things we need to work on. Like that that's just as humans. No, we were not perfect. We we all have areas that we can work on, you know, and and it's like like you know, people say it's looking yourself in the mirror and being real with yourself. A lot of people don't wanna yeah. don't wanna keep it real with themselves, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're ready to go with the, the, the fake narrative of other people boosting them up versus being rigid with yourself, like, you know, I know you're telling me this, but I do need to do better at this, you know what I'm saying? I, I do know this, you know what I'm saying? Even if I admit it to nobody else, I need to mm-hmm. do better at this, you know what I'm saying? So you can't expect to get better as a person if you're not willing to um, accept your own flaws. That's real. That's real, man. How have y'all as a family, um, how have y'all navigated through the social climate right now with everything that's been going on, you know, for the last year, you know, all with all of the shootings and, you know, the blatant racism, the political atmosphere, like how have y'all navigated all that? And how do y'all deal with that when it comes to your children? Um, <laughs> um I mean, we, uh, I guess um, I'm trying to think of the word. I mean, in general, I mean, as a family, we were doing, you know, we're doing well, doing things, but, you know, it's certain things that, you know, we've experienced, like, I mean, the climate now is just more televised, but we all know most yeah, of the stuff going on. Up. It's been going on, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, we've been fortunate enough for, you know, most of our kids' lives for, like, their privilege, you know what I'm saying, in the sense of not having to, like, just the growing-up atmosphere. But at the same yeah. time, they've experienced certain things in the sense of it's like, you know, why can't I do this and these other kids? Why am I being questioned for certain stuff, you know? And when we... And we keep it 100 with them, man. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we tell them, you know, off rip, you judge people off, off off their character and what they present, you know what I'm saying? They're bad people in every race, but same time, you're, I got two boys, you're black boys, so I'm saying some stuff you may do, and life ain't gonna be fair, what you saying, what they doing it, why they ain't getting in trouble, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but we're, we're, we're huge advocates for our kids, so, you know, when they went to school that I mean, for most of their life, predominantly white, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, them teachers know us. We, we're there. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we schedule meetings. Even they ain't got that. We, we need to schedule a meeting just to see progress with certain stuff because, you know, in the system, if you don't advocate for your kid, you see a lot of kids get lost because they don't have that person advocating for them. You know what I'm saying? So so mm-hmm. from from off rip, <laughs> we, we've always been there. Like, you know, this is what it is. We, we're not going to allow anything to happen that we can, not saying we can control, but they, they know we're gonna be there and we're gonna speak up on things. But you know, at the same time, we let them, um, we, we tell them to be aware that don't expect, you know, in a perfect world, everybody's treated equally and fairly and things like that. But mm-hmm. we're not living in the perfect world. You, you are a black man. So there, there are things you're gonna be, whether it's dealing with the police, different, whether, you know, I had an occasion the other day at the pool, you know, it's like, I mean, they've seen me, police pull up, what are you doing out here? It's like I'm at my house. Where do you live? Like you don't ask nobody. Else. Not asking the white people if they live. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. But letting them know, like, so, so we're that they're very, as people like say, woke and you know aware of things. So we we don't hide anything from them because the world is not gonna hide anything. So you know, you we 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 keep everything you know up front and you know and we and we we we, we deal you know and 
industries that, you know, that are predominantly, you know, white and things like that. But at the same time, we try to teach them how to navigate in the sense of, you know, be respectful, do certain things, you know, work hard. But these are obstacles you may face. You may never face them, but yeah. don't ever be surprised by certain things if it happens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I see a lot of people, oh, I never had this happen, this and that. Everything isn't going to happen to everybody, but when, when you're aware of something and, and you're mentally prepared for it, that's a lot better than just going into it and then being naive and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't understand. Like, how could this happen? Like, you know, so, I mean, in general, you know, we working hard. We, we, we doing what we do. Uh, you know, we try to introduce them to everything, you know, that come to yeah. mind, you know. That's real. That's real. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, like, what was your experience when you went out to the Big Easy? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, I mean, that, that that's my second home, man. Uh, yeah. When I first went to school, that, that was really my first time leaving the state. Uh, probably, I was homesick. Yeah. First couple of weeks, I was ready to come <laughs> back home. Uh, New Orleans is, is a different animal. Uh, I tell anybody, like, it's his own world. Like, it's, it's completely different. Like, now nah, I've been to probably like 35 to 40 states, hundreds of cities, come to, like New Orleans is its own place. Like it's yeah. definitely, you know, <laughs> but you know, it, it made me grow up fast. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of being away from home, um, just learning how to, you know, be, be adult. You know, the first thing um, my coach told me when I went on my visit, he was like, New Orleans is a great city. But it's a city that you can easily get in trouble in. He said, there's places you should be and there's places you shouldn't be. As long as you're in the places you should be, you shouldn't have any trouble. So, you know, that stuck with me from there. Yeah. So, you know, and it's crazy. When I went there, you know, going from Gainesville, I don't know really, I never really knew anybody got killed. I went there in three years, I probably, you know, there's like five or six people that got killed. Like, just, you know, like there. Most people grow up there, they, they'll tell you, like, living at 18, like, that's a blessing. Like, they party hard at 18 because they're, like, they don't expect to live to see 18. It's crazy. That's crazy, man. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah, that, that, that that's wild. You know, I, I I heard stories and stuff, but, you know, like, you, I, I think it don't really be real until you actually go to a place right. and you experience it. And you like, like you say, I mean, you can hear about it all day on TV, but like until you like really experience it and you know people personally, you like, dang, wait, it's really, you know, that happened. Right. What, yesterday? <laughs> you know, it's like, dang, okay. Man, it's crazy. I, my first year there, and that by the summer, I think they had like 330 murders by the summer. <laughs> like, dang. Like, like it, it was, it was bad, man. But, you know, I, I, New Orleans is a, it's a fun city, like you say. It's, it's places to be and not to be, but you know, if you haven't been, you should, you should definitely. If you like to yeah. eat good food, man, it's yeah, it's a good place <laughs> to visit, man. Yeah, have you been? So I know you probably been back since uh, the whole Hurricane Katrina stuff and all that. Yeah, I mean, I actually I went back coaching uh, right after Katrina. I I lived in New Orleans three months. We moved back. Uh, I got hired to coach. <laughs> Um, what, like two, three weeks after Katrina and the team moved back to New Orleans the day after Christmas. So, I mean, the city was still like wiped out and everything like that. But yeah, I, I mean, I go like two to three times a year. So yeah. I mean, that, 
Yeah, I, I try to get out there as much as possible. Yeah. So, so how's the uh, rebuilding? So, are they still like in a rebuilding process, and or is that oh. some stuff that probably ain't even? Ain't oh no, nah, it, it, it's back. Like I mean, like the east, uh, like lower ninth ward. They got little parts of it, but in general, it's back. Like if you, I mean, all the projects and stuff, they gentrified it, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But if you've never been and you go, you wouldn't know that, you know, something bad like. Katrina had been there and something like that. So so yeah. it's pretty much bad. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's good news right there. Uh, um, how do you think that that um that college experience, you know, going to play in college and having that that experience with your coach and stuff, like how do you think that how has that contributed to the man that you are today? Um I think the, the traveling aspect, like as a team, we got to traveling. Um, it, meeting people, um, being an athlete, you, you get a chance to meet a lot of people. You know, and sometimes you meet people that you know influential, and and so one of the things that you know that stick with me, and I always tell younger people is, you know, be be presentable. You know, you never know who's around. You know, now like I'm amazed, like I'm around kids with different people, and they're cussing, like just acting, it's like. They don't even know who around them. Like in general, like they don't care. It's like being in public because you know, as an athlete, when you're introduced to so many people and things like that, you have an advantage in the sense of if you're a good person, you networking and things like that, that can have a great impact on your future. You know, when it's time to get jobs yeah. and things like that. And I think many times, you know, we get to the point where it's like, well, I don't need nobody doing this for me. It's doing this for me. But then when you get down bad, it's like you turn right around and say, nobody there for me. Nobody want to help me. I'm reaching out for help. You know what I'm saying? Like, you forget there was a point in time where you might have been, you know, present yourself in certain ways. Certain people can help you. You know, I always tell people, be a good person in life. Like, just be a good person because yeah. you never know. When you're a good person and you leave that impact on somebody, they remember you as a good person versus whatever negative you may do, you know, around them. So, you know, just uh, going to college and, you know, <laughs> Having to, I say, I ain't gonna say grow up fast because uh, you know I, I, I did get to you know enjoy life being a young yeah. but you know it was just, um, just like my coach, he he was real big on introducing us to people and things like that, and just for me, I always thought ahead and future wise. So okay, this person they own this, or this person on this. Oh hey, how you doing? You know my name so and so. Nice to meet you. You know, there's been times now like some of them saying people have followed me on you know social media, but whenever you're in New Orleans, let me know, you know, even when yeah. I was done, you know, <laughs> went to events, like, you know, if you ever need anything, you know, here's my card, give me a call, you know, whatever, but it's little things like that, and that's what propel us in life with having a, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, nobody can do everything by themselves, we, we need some yeah. type of assistance, so it's like, why limit it, why limit yourself to just a, a small thing when just being a good person can broaden, broaden, you know what I'm saying, your resources and things like that. So, you know, just from that, I've always been like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, whether it's my kids, if I go to New Orleans, man, it's different. I can go to different restaurants and the owner be like, oh, let me know when you're coming in, you know, kids, you know, and, and they can walk around like they're down there on the restaurant or something like yeah. that. But it's only because <laughs> just keeping up, they're not people I call or do anything like that. But I, if I go to a certain city, just from people I've met and just, you know, I understand that aspect of, being able to network and I think as blacks versus and I think it goes back to just our history and not 
really given a chance to do that. But now we're so far gone in the sense to be like, man, I don't need this person, this and that. I, I get it off the mud, you know what I'm saying? I do this, but it's yeah. like, it, life is a big game, you know what I'm saying? We all sometimes have to do things we don't want to do. I'm not saying do something crazy to, you know, that's against your character and that like that. But if you got to, you know, go chat it up with somebody or something like this or that, because that, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that are winning and doing stuff, they, they, they're just not, you know, a-holes, walk around a-holes and just, unless they inherited something that was just passed yeah. down. But in general, they got network, you know what I'm saying? They may not like Bob over there, but if it's to make both of their companies some money, they're not going to worry about if Bob going to make $10 million off of it and they only going to make $8 million, they're not going to get mad and say, I ain't, he finna make more money off the deal. I ain't even, yeah. So you finna take $8 million out your pocket because, you know what I'm saying, you, you don't like something about him or his attitude or something like that. It's like, we got to get beyond that if you want to, you know what I'm saying, exceed yeah. and you know, move up. So, you know, I, I, that's one of the things that I learned just, you know, just observing and being around like everybody, you know, I, I don't see those guys like me there sit there, hey, Bob, how you doing? Oh, this and that. <laughs> Get in the corner. Oh, yeah, I, I really hate him. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but at the same yeah. time, he ain't showing that. He ain't walking around me mugging him. So, so and then that same person, man, I, yeah, I, I got a million dollar loan from him. I asked him to borrow a million dollars. He, he shot it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But nice. that little thing right there versus me mugging this dude or something like this versus you playing whatever little thing that the advance, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know we may say, oh, that's being fake and phony. I can't live like fake and phony. But you would say yeah. that, but then you would turn around and you would admire and, you know what I'm saying, uh, envy somebody who's doing good because they did what you said you wouldn't do. Yeah. Nobody telling you that. A lot of them you know. be doing it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Nobody saying, like, do something that's out of character, you know what I'm saying, that's against your morals. But, you know what I'm saying, small things like that. Yeah, yeah, but that's real. You know, it'd be over, over the smallest stuff that, bro. It really ain't that serious. I mean, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but bro, is it like that serious to the point to where, like, you gotta really put certain things. It's like certain things if somebody does does certain things to me, like that's like cut off level. Like, right, I right. can't even mess with you no more, bro. You know, but it's certain things, man. You, they might have said something about me. Bro, I honestly don't even care about that, bro. I mean, yeah, I wish you wouldn't have done that, but man, that is not finna affect me. And, and, and I can still be cordial with you, bro. How you doing? You, you all right? You know, and all that, even though I, and I might not ever even address that one thing, you know, personally, somebody might be done just told me, oh, but he said something about, man, I don't care about that. I'm not saying <laughs> right, that. right. That's not gonna bother me like that. You know, but I can see, you know, okay, you you did something personal to my children and something. Okay, right, now right. We, that's another level now. But, like, you said something behind my back, you know, like, man, all right, that okay. that's, like, small. But people will let that little small thing, like, make them miss all types of opportunities in life. You know, all for something that literally ain't all that serious, you know. And I just think we got, we just got to be smart. We got to be wise, man. Do, and that's why uh, I always look at this scripture that says, be wise as serpents, but as harmless as a dove. You know, you got to be as wise as that serpent because there's so many serpents out here in this society 
real deal snakes that'll do all type of stuff to you. So you got to know, you got to be able to think their game. You know, you have to be able to understand that, well, this joke is a real snake, but I know his game and I know his game plan. And you got to use that in your favor, you know? So it's like, be as wise as a serpent, but as harmless as a dove, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna harm you, bro. I, right. I, I, I know what you're doing and I, and I can see right through you. I can see all through your fakeness, but you ain't gonna get me to come down to your level because I understand you. You don't know my game plan now. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what I got going on and, and, and I'm gonna get exactly what I need, you know, from this relationship. And that's it. And, and I'm out of there. After I get what I need from this relationship, you know, especially when I know how you feel about me or, you know, the animosity you got toward me, man, I'm going to get what I need and I'm going to keep it moving. You know, that don't mean I got to deal with you every day. Right. Telling right. you all my business, you know, because I know we ain't like that, you know, but if I know it's something that I, I need from, you know, I, and people, like you say, people might say stuff is fake. But we got to do that stuff on jobs all the time. Exactly. Like, all the time. Like, I know at that warehouse, at Walmart warehouse, I know the folks don't care nothing about me like that. Like, they'll let me go today and have my replacement tomorrow. Like, straight up. They might even get my replacement that same day. So I know that Walmart, right now, if they're my employer, I need something from them. And I know that it's so much wickedness that go on behind the scenes and all types of it. Man, I'm going to go in there and get what I need and I'm going to keep it moving. You know, and in the, in the process, I'm trying to create an exit plan where I ain't got to be up under these folks for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, so it's like, so understanding that the people say, oh, Walmart got this going on. Walmart got, I understand this. It's a dirty game out there, bro. And, and, and all aspects of business. Um, I seen the people talking about the NBA the other day. Somebody say, you know, uh, in, in, in real in, in real life, in real life, when you go to work and you decide to not do your job, you get fired. And my and my reply to that was not when they need you. What? what? Because at the end of the day, they need LeBron James. The what NBA need him. At the end of the day, boy, but people don't realize when it's business, if you're taking money out their pocket, like like, and it's gonna be a heavy hit to their pocket, yeah. oh, oh, they acknowledge how much they need. You know what I'm saying? Right, like straight up, like man, it, all right, all right yeah. You, you I said the it. same thing. <laughs> no lie, somebody said that. Day. I said it's not a regular job. At the end of the day, you talking about somebody who affects the economy, like you all know right. what I'm saying? Market, straight like, up. You know he saying? affect like, the whole city. Yeah, the so whole city. You like a regular person? Yeah, a regular person that gets somebody else in there, but that's not that yeah. you're not speaking <laughs> on a regular situation. All right, straight up, because you got to think: LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic. Take all them boys out of the NBA, and you keep a Trey Burke, uh, a Mo Bamba. Man, the NBA is not about to eat, bro. Nope. If you Number take two. all them big names out of there. They eat off the big names because right. you, you you look at the commercials and you see all all, all the promotion. They ain't got uh they ain't got Mo Bamba, you know. They ain't advertising Trey Burke for the for Dallas. They advertising Luca and KP. Yeah. When you see the Lakers, they're not advertising KCP, bro. 
they're advertising LeBron James and Anthony Davis because they are the money makers. So if Anthony Davis and LeBron James walk out that building, the Lakers gonna they gonna hurt, you know. But if I walk out of Walmart warehouse, <laughs> like bro, Walmart warehouse gonna still be Walmart warehouse. They gonna still eat, you know. Right, and, right. and that and it just that's just real, you know. Right. So when people were saying all that, I say, man, y'all y'all talking. That ain't no regular stuff right now. Well, that's LeBron James you talking about. And I see, I think a lot of people, they don't understand business. Like, they just do something in broad, but they don't understand the big picture business. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, when money is coming out of your pocket, at the end of the day, you worked a, a billion dollars. If 200 million for to come out of your pocket, you're going to feel that. Like, you know All what right. I'm saying? Like, you're going to feel no different than somebody who got $1,000 and they lose $200. You're just going to say, right. oh, well, I don't care. I, I'm willing to lose $200. <laughs> yeah. And then in the future, keep losing hundreds of dollars. No, like, no. No, the reason them people like that because they greed. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, big business owners, most of it is greed. So at the end of the day, they're looking for pluses, not minuses. You know what I'm saying? Up. So, so but, yeah, man. People don't understand just the concepts. And back on even what you were saying about, you know, just having to deal with So I've been in school business to where, you know, I might have felt something was, you know, disrespectful or something that a teacher or something may have happened, but I can't get up there and have an attitude or whatever. I got to present right. myself. You know what I'm saying? In my head, I may be feeling certain thoughts and saying, okay, I may never come to school again. But at the end of the day, I have been in situations where, you know, something might have been negative about the situation. But at the end of the day, I'm going to bring my A game. And my yeah. A game has led to more business for me because somebody else in there referred somebody else, you know what I'm saying, told other teachers right. about it. But if I let my ego get part of it, like, you know what? I'm leaving out, you know, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm leaving this stuff like that. That has an effect on me long run. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that person, they just going to keep teaching their day. I have a business. So I'll present my business. I can't let my ego, you know what I'm saying? Run my business to the ground with anything. And I think many times people can't fight that urge for fighting that ego. That's real. That's real, bro. That's real. So uh, all the listeners out there, Take that. That's free game right there. That's free game. But oh, uh, <clears throat> I want to ask you this. Now, this is one of my little fun questions. We'll go to something a little more light. Oh, uh, uh, what TV dad are you most like, and which is your favorite? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> man! See, now I gotta go back to the old school. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Cosby. I probably would say Cosby in a sense. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He he had a career, you know what I'm saying? Had had the family life. Funny, you know what I'm saying? Funny with the kids. Yeah. Out of jokes, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't all serious, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't. In general, you know, we always get this perception of the, the, the higher you're doing in life, like, the more serious you got to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't be human and have fun like somebody who may not, you know what I'm saying? that type of career and you know it, it was you know just growing up watching the Cosby's it was like it in reality like for me as a kid like it was TV it was like I didn't know any male you know doctor you no know, anybody you know that got you know a nice house like that got a family you know the husband yeah. the wife the family there you know what I'm saying you can have All them right. you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so for me it was like it was TV but I didn't grasp like that was reality that there's families out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that there are people who 
You know, they, they aren't struggling. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're right. getting big meals, you know what I'm saying? And things yeah. like that. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like my kids and stuff, like me and my wife always, you know, we, we laugh and like, if we had a reality show, like, for one, we couldn't have one because we couldn't be ourselves because reception that people have of us it's just what you see on social media and stuff like that. But we have fun. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we do other stuff, like, as a family, like, just, but in general, you know, people see the, the social media family, but they don't know, like, very few people know us, like, as a family, as a whole, you know, but but we have fun and just, you know, I mean, our kids, you know, don't want for for anything. And just, we, yeah, we have fun, you know, it's like, we're professionals, but, you know, in the house, we can let our, hats off and our hair down and just joke and, you know, and, you know, like, in general, some people may be like, uh, isn't that the author? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if they was able to get a sneak peek inside yeah. of the house. <laughs> yeah. So, which one would you say was your, your favorite? My favorite dad? Yeah. Uh, ooh. I don't know, man. I think they all... I think it was a great blend, you know, from from the, you know, with Fresh Prince, uh, with, with Phil, um, yeah. with uh, Family Matters, with, with Urkel. Um, yeah, Family Matters. Family Matters with Carl, Carl Winslow, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think it was a great blend. Uh, I don't think I had one that I just was just like, that's my guy. But it's like, I loved it back then. Though. It was just like the, those families, like that. Yeah. Like we've gotten so far away from that now. Now it's like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? When we think of black entertainment, it gotta be drama. It gotta be, you know what I'm saying? Somebody gotta be a drug dealer in the family. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Somebody gotta automatically get killed. And it just sends off that, that perception. What I say about visual representation is almost like, you know, there are families out there where you have a husband and wife and kids and they're doing fine, you know? families that they're making it work, you know what I'm saying? That's real. Like, that they're providing for their kids and they're making it work. <laughs> to me, that's successful. Like, it has nothing to do with the amount of money. Like, we've got to the point now, it's like, people want to think of the, the income, like, or how much he make or how much she make, you know? Like, yeah. if, if I see it, regardless of they rich or poor, if they're a family and they're making it work and they're having their household, they're having a successful life as a family, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's me, personally, but we've Straight got up. to we categorize stuff of the money that's in there or, you know what I'm saying, the different things like that. So so I just view things different than, you know, a lot of people tend to do nowadays. That's real, man. That, that's so real. And I would add to that, you know, just looking at back then, you know, the family, it, it was always like, like there were all the families always kind of seemed different, you know. Even when you look at, you go to like different strokes, Right. So you see that 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 type of family. It was like at the end of the day, it all just came back to just this family, you know, that there was this core. And that's something that made me want to start this podcast, bro, because I see uh I see families, 
you know, like you said, that I ain't got all that drama. You know, of course, you always got some stuff right. happen. That's life. But it's like, I know a lot of men and women, you know, husband and wives that, you know, live happily together and they love their children and the children love them and the children love the children. It's like, and y'all have just a regular old normal life. You ain't rich, you ain't poor, you just, you know, you just living life. You know, you, you, you work, you got your career, you do whatever you do and you, you try your best every day, to, you know, to be better and, you know, to love on your children, to love your wife or the woman love the husband. Like I see that so much, bro, but it's not something that you really see portrayed in the media too much. And I say, man, you know what? I want to start. I I, I want to start this podcast, and I want to bring these dads on that I know that have these lives that I feel like people don't. You know, like you say, people might look at Kentrell like, man, Kentrell, that, that's just the author. But it's like, nah, this man got all he, so many more parts to him, you know. And I want to give dads that opportunity to come on this podcast, give dads a platform to, you know, show, you know, things that, you know, be able to get your story out there, you know, things that you've seen, th places where you've been, you know, uh, the experiences that made you who the, who the public see you as, you know, because the public gonna see you as Contrell Martin, Shelly's Adventures, and that's it. But it's like, what got, Kentrell to this point, you know, there were things that happened in his life that led him here. And he has, you know, this wife and these children that he loved. And I want to give, especially black men, that platform to talk about their love for their wives, their loves for their, you know, their spouse, you know, their love for their children. Because I just don't see it too much without it being, you know, the whole drama thing. And I'm like, All right. I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. And I appreciate you uh, for one for for starting you know the podcast what you're doing. I, I think it's a brilliant idea and it's it's, it's deeply needed. Um, thank you for for having me on. Um, sure. And I don't know if if you currently reach out to like the middle school and high schoolers like um, with that with with the schools, but I think this would be wonderful for teen blacks to definitely see just the big picture because like as you mentioned it's not much of it being seen so to 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 put a face or people like not people on tv who you know lebron james or something like yeah. that who we already feel like you know it's a one in a million you can't be that but All to right. know that there's dads whether it's in your city your state that's around that that are living normally like to understand that being a single dad or whatever the case may be, like in a sense of families, there's normalcy in having a family. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like many times, like we gotten away from that being normal. So so when people do things, whether it's, you know, I mean, we all make mistakes and different things, but mentally there's a lot of people who think a lot of things are supposed to be normal. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's supposed yeah. to be, you know, you're supposed to just, you know, do all these things. That's normal as a black, as yeah. a black male, or, you know, no, that's not normal. Like that's what you yeah. can talk. And maybe you're surrounded, that's normal for that surrounding. But in life, there are other people who are doing the opposite of that. You know what really? I'm saying? So, so so, I think that's huge. And, you know, I, I love what you're doing with your platform. So um, I, I definitely, you know, help promote it in any way I can because it, it, it is really needed. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of kids definitely need to, to see it. Like seeing this multiple people that, you know, it's not no, okay, one in a million type people in that like this, but that there's, 
you know what I'm saying? Just a bunch of normal people who, who are doing those things. That's real, man. Man, my last question. If you could talk to an 18-year-old Kentrell Martin, what would you tell him? What advice, that one advice, one piece of advice that you would give him? <laughs> uh, 18. Uh, when I was 18, I was going to college. Uh, uh, I guess probably the same advice I give to 18-year-olds now is, uh, I mean, it's hard to tell someone to, to think about what you want to do in life because we all go through those phases where we really don't know. But at the same time, I think we never really – take it serious to think about what we really want to do in life. Like most, most people, if it's not sports or entertainment, like being, especially black males, being a rapper or being an athlete, like you may say, Oh, I'm, I'm ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ball is life. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is what I want to be. But if it's not that, like you rarely hear anybody saying this is life with anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like either entertainment and sports, or it's like, well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just thinking about careers and things that you like to do because what I found that, you know, when you find that thing that you like to do, it makes work, you know, easier. So so if you like being on a computer, you like technology, start looking at ways to get into that, you know what I'm saying? Because the earlier you can start getting into that, you know what I'm saying, you, you're not, like for me, I, I didn't know, you know, I wanted to play ball, that was it, you know, I really... I, I like computers, but no one, I mean, my mentor did tell me to start, you know, in nine, this was nine eight. he was like, you know, start looking into computer programming and things because computers are yeah. the future. You know, so I did, you know, start looking into it, but my, my passion for it wasn't, I didn't take it as serious as I did, you know, wanting to play sports, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, I think, especially as black males, you know, and I, I want to give kudos to the black women because, they don't have sports as an option. So many times mm -hmm. they know what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, that's real. I'm going to go to school for this. And they, you know what I'm saying? That's they're, 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 they're on their guns with that. So definitely kudos to the black women for that. Because, you know, if you look around, you know, when you talk about education and college and things like that, black women yeah. are far as as black males, you know? That's real. And, and it's like, you know, even as the black males, it's like you have some, they're only going to college for sports. If you took sports away, it's like, I don't want to be there to do that. And then when those four years are over, you're back home, you're, you're back, back to square one. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like I would tell an 18-year-old me to, to think of things that I like doing outside of sports that, you know, and then start looking at possible. And, and college isn't for everybody, but they got trades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got a lot of trades where you don't, right. you know. And I will push a trade over a degree if the trade can get you there fast, you know. So – so it's really not necessarily have to go to college, but start thinking about what you want to do in life and the things that you like. Because if you can start doing the things that you like, it, it makes life a little more easier than doing something for the money. Because just from my experience, you know, my wife experience, talking to people and stuff like that, most people who do things for the money, you're going to see them change a lot because they don't have that passion there. So you get the money, you chase the money, now you're tired. And then you're chasing the money for something else. So so you're constantly chasing the money. You know, you don't want to live life, in my opinion, chasing money. You wanna you wanna do what you like doing in life and the money will come. You know what I'm saying? Like, but do what makes you happy, you know. So so that 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 would be my advice uh to eighteen year old me and That's to real. eighteen year olds now. That's real. That's real, man. Well, I guess we can end it on that note, man. Like I said, uh, I appreciate you, bro, you know, for spending this time with me, man, and come on and, you know, like I always tell everybody that come on here, man, you know, I like to bring y'all on here 
this for me, bro. You know, like I can learn. You know, because I I, I don't I don't want to put this this picture out there. You know, people see me with the dad. Can we talk? And I'm like, bro, I ain't no perfect daddy. You know, I don't know it all. I am not an expert. I ain't none of that. You know, <laughs> and I'm still learning myself. You know, and when so when I can bring on dads, you know, that have been dads longer than me or might know some things that I might not know, I'm always trying to soak it in, bro. So I definitely learned some stuff today, you know. You said some things that I'm gonna definitely, you know, take for myself, you know, and I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate you coming on and spending this time. No problem, man. Thank you for having me, man. So, you know, I, I truly appreciate it, man. Definitely keep 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 this up, like I said, you know. Um, if I can think of any ways, like, you know, like, you know, um, you know, um, reaching out to schools. And I think like high school males, like this, this, to my opinion, can be something like a great program, a mentor, mentoring type program that that high school males can, you know what I'm saying, view because you're bringing variety and it's needed, you know, besides, if they don't know nobody personally, how many people are gonna talk to them about these things? You know, you got you got yeah. kids who, who out there, you know, wanting to be dads at a young age and do things maybe hearing all these different people speak on different things. Like you said, we, we all can learn, you know, I can learn mm -hmm. from you. We, there, there's no perfect father, no perfect person. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? you know, and so us knowing that we're not perfect and we can learn, like that's the first step. So I definitely think, you know, with kids, besides men, like even kids who don't have kids yet, you know, like just yeah. hearing, hearing these type conversations can be very beneficial. That's real. That's real, man. Well, hey, I'm going to let you get on back to that family, man. You know, tell your wife I said hello. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you, big dog. All right. All right, cuz. When you All tell right, me I said hello to as well. Yeah. So you have a great night, man. Yes, sir. It's Dad. Can we talk? We out. All right.